1: It's very easy to critique a parent until you become a parent. And a lot of the things you said critically of your mom or dad, you'll realize in many ways they were doing their job right.
0: Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie speaks about the challenge of parenting and the Lord's command to treat parents with respect.
1: Even when they say the thing you hate, parents say, which is, because I said so. Come on! And then you become a parent and you go, hmm, now I think I understand. This
0: is the day when the lost starts. definition of a family is quite broad and all-encompassing. It's proudly inclusive. But when we get creative with what family is, we get creative with how a family works. And if we get too creative, maybe it's time to consult the Creator. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie gets us back to bedrock truth as laid out in God's timeless Word. We'll go back to the Ten Commandments and discuss how to honor God's design for how
1: homes can function best. This is the day, the day when life Heard about a police officer that pulled a guy over. Uh, who, the guy had two uh, penguins in the backseat of his car. And the officer said, sir, uh, what are you doing? The penguin is an endangered species. You can't drive around with them. You need to take them to the zoo immediately. The man agreed. Uh, The next day the officer saw the man again. This time he still had the penguins, but they were wearing sunglasses and wearing Hawaiian shirts. (laughs) And the officer said, I told you to take these penguins to the zoo yesterday. The man said, I did, and we're going to the beach today. (laughs) Talk about missing the point. And I think we're missing the point in so many ways in our culture today because we ignore God and we ignore the commandments that he gave us for our own good. These are guardrails. I went to uh, Disneyland the other day uh, with all my grandchildren. I'm gonna have to finance that for sure. And uh, one of the rides we rode was Autopia. You ever been on that? Those little cars. I don't think they've improved those since the 50s, by the way. But uh, So you have these little things that hold you in line. So I was in uh, the car with uh, my granddaughter, Allie. She was steering and I was hitting the accelerator, you know. And, and she went, she's still figuring this out, which way to turn the wheel. But that rail held us so we did not go over the side and end up somewhere else, right? The Ten Commandments are like guardrails that God gives us for our own protection. As I've said, they're like the walls of protection around us to keep evil out. And we disregard them and ignore them at our own peril. Now as we know, there's two tablets. The first four commandments are in tablet number one. They have to do with our relationship with God. Commandment number one, the Lord says, you shall have no other gods before me. And by the way, if nothing else, As a result of this 10 Commandments series, I want you to memorize the 10 Commandments and know them in order. Okay, let's work on that together. Commandment number one, have no other gods before him. Commandment number two, no graven images and anything that's in heaven above or earth below. Commandment number three, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Commandment number four, uh, remember the Sabbath, day, keep it holy. Now let's come to Uh, Section number two, tablet number two. Commandment number five. Honor your father and mother. Commandment number six. You shall not murder. Commandment number seven. You shall not commit adultery. Commandment number eight. You shall not steal. Commandment number nine. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Or basically, you shall not lie. And finally, commandment number 10. You shall not covet. These are the 10 commandments. And I want to focus on commandment number five to honor your father and mother. This, of course, starts with the marriage. Notice it's a father and a mother, a man and a wife, not a man and a man, (laughs) not a woman and a woman, not a man and two women. Not a woman and two men, it's a man and a woman. This is God's template for the family, and this is his order. And when we mess with it, trouble will follow. It's been said, a family can survive without a nation, but a nation cannot survive without the family. And that is why the devil hates the family. Did you know he hates your family? Did you know Satan wants to destroy your family? And he works on it, it seems, over time these days. And as you look at our nation today, you could take almost every social ill that we are failing and trace it directly back to the breakdown of God's order for the family. For instance, in 1960, fewer than six million children lived in single-parent families. Today, 19 million children are being raised without a father. That's more than one in four without a father in the home. And this disregard of the fifth commandment is undermining our nation. And I can give you a lot of stats to support that statement. Because you might say, well, that's just your opinion, Greg. Well, actually, I can support this with a lot of data and show that the Bible is true and what it says. For instance, did you know 71% of high school dropouts come from fatherless homes? 90% of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. A child from a fatherless home is 68% more likely to use drugs or alcohol, four more likely to become sexually active at an early age, and three times more likely to commit a violent crime. 85% of all youths sitting in prison came from a fatherless home. Listen to this, fatherless children are anywhere from to 200% more likely to have emotional and behavioral problems. Fatherless sons are 300% more likely to end up in juvenile institutions. Fatherless daughters who marry have a 92% higher divorce rate Fatherless daughters are 111% more likely to have children as teenagers. Wow, maybe God knew what he was talking about when he said, honor your father and mother. The assumption is we would do it God's way and we have not done it in many ways God's way in our nation and we're facing the consequences. Now let me say a word to single mothers. First of all, God bless you. And I mean that with all of my heart. Because you have your work cut out for you. I don't know, I don't know how you ended up as a single mom. Maybe um, your husband died. Uh, maybe your husband walked out on you. They do that sometimes. Guys can be creeps, right? Right? Uh, Maybe you got pregnant outside of wedlock and you felt a lot of shame and embarrassment over that. But thankfully, you did not go get an abortion. You carried the child to term and I thank you for doing that. I'm thankful my mom did that because she got pregnant out of wedlock. A one night fling, voila, Greg was conceived. (laughs) And this was the 50s when it was very controversial to have a baby when you weren't married, but thankfully I was born. But you see, I understand how this can be. I was raised by, effectively, a single mom. i sure she was married and divorced seven times, but these guys, it was like they were coming through a revolving door. So there was never a stable father figure. And so the reason I bring this up is because it's hard for you right now, and we want you to know that God's heart goes out to fatherless children. Psalm 68, the Lord says, he promises to be a father to the fatherless. You know, if you're a single mom, uh, take advantage of other men, godly men that you will meet in the church. Sometimes a coach can make all the difference in a child's life. It could be a teacher. It can be a youth pastor, a Sunday school teacher, just somebody else, a positive male role model for those people. Let us help you. But this assumes that it begins with a strong and happy marriage. Is that even possible today? J. Paul Getty, one of the richest men who ever lived, said he would give all of his fortune for one happy marriage. But we've seen so many unhappy marriages. We think, is this even possible to have one in these days? You know, sometimes some people have been married for a while, they take each other for granted. Heard about a couple that were celebrating their 25th wedding anniversary. So a bunch of friends and family were gathered and the husband said to the wife, Dear, I'm gonna take you for our 25th wedding anniversary to Australia. She was so excited. She says, I've never been down under. Kangaroos, koala bears. It's gonna be amazing. Honey, if you're gonna do this for 25 years of marriage, what are you gonna do on our 50th anniversary? Says, that's when I'll pick you up. So (laughs) that's not good. You know millennials are not getting married at the same rate that baby boomers did at an early age maybe it's because so many of them come from broken homes and they don't want that to happen to them so the question is can a man and a woman fall in love and be married and live happily ever after just like the fairy tales tell us okay, hey two discourage you. But the answer is no. You will not live happily ever after. But you can live happily even after if you do it God's way. You see, you can. You might say, well, Greg, what qualifies you to talk to us about marriage? I've been married for 46 years. Mic drop. Okay. Now that, that sounds like I'm bragging. I married a wonderful woman and uh, it's God's blessing on us and just doing what his word says. But uh, I had the statistical card stacked against me with my mom married and divorced so many times, but I don't care what hand you've been dealt in life and what your parents did or what your grandparents did. Now it's about what you're gonna do. And I'm telling you, if Christ enters the narrative, He can change your story and He can change your future, but you need to ask Him to come and take control. He can do it. You're listening to
0: A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. And he's looking at Exodus chapter 20 today in the Bible. He's basing his insights on commandment number five, Honour your father and mother. It's a message called The Family Matters. Let's continue.
1: Let's talk a little bit about marriage. And let me say this to you who are married. There's a lot I could say to hopefully encourage you in your marriage. But let me give you one biblical principle from Ephesians 5 verse 21. It says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So my point is, put the needs of your spouse above your own. Wives, this means you submit to the loving leadership of your husband. Husband, that means that you bow to the needs of your wife. See, if you go into a marriage saying, that person is gonna meet all of the needs of my life, you're gonna be really disappointed. No person can do that. There's no perfect man walking around who can do that. Well, there was one, but he's taken. Sorry, I'm married, but no, I'm kidding. (laughs) Now, there is no perfect man. There's no perfect woman. And we have this false idea of what a person can do for us. And we need to be realistic. A word to you who are singles. Don't look for the right person as much as you should focus on trying to be the right person. See, the idea is I go into a marriage not saying, how can you fulfill me? I go into a marriage saying, how can I fulfill you? How can I love you? How can I put you first in my life? So some girls sometimes will say, well, you know, this guy I'm going out with and I'm gonna marry, he, he's, he's rough around the edges, but I'm gonna fix him. <laughs> Probably not. In fact, I have to warn you, he might get worse. <laughs> so you won't fix him at all. Don't go into a marriage thinking you're gonna change a dude, okay? Because he might be far worse than you thought he was gonna be. You wanna start by looking for a godly man or a godly woman, That's why, and I don't really know why I have to say this, but some people miss this memo, you should never become romantically involved with a non-believer, ever. Why? Because the Bible says, don't be unequally yoked together with non-believers, for what friendship does light have with darkness, or righteousness with unrighteousness, or Christ with the devil? And here's what happens. You, you might say, well, I'm gonna win them to the Lord. We'll get married and I'll bring them to Christ. I, I believe this is something God wants to do or you go out with non-believing guys or girls and you call it missionary dating. <laughs> Let me tell you what's gonna happen. Instead of you pulling them up, they might end up pulling you down. See, when the Bible says don't be unequally yoked together, understand what a yoke is. I'm not talking about eggs now, okay? A yoke is a wooden device that's put over two oxen and they would be pulling your wagon or you'd be plowing your field with them. So if you put a yoke on a strong ox and a weak ox, will that affect the performance? Yes. It'll pull in the direction of the weak ox. Let's Say it another way. If you had a living ox and a dead ox, would that affect what you're about to do? Yes, and that's exactly what happens in a relationship when you have a Christian and a non-Christian. The Christian is spiritually alive because they've been born again. The non-Christian is dead in their sins. That's what the Bible says. So you'll be pulled often in the direction of the one who doesn't believe rather than being pulled in the direction of the one who does believe. So look for a godly man. Look for a godly girl. Well, the guy I'm going out with, I think he's a Christian. Why do you say that? He says God a lot. Mm. I think we talked about that and taking the Lord's name in vain. (laughs) You want more than that. Look for a godly person. Point number two, this is for married folks now. It's not about you. It's about your mate. Ephesians 5.21 says, uh, submitting to one another in the fear of God, it could be better translated, supporting one another in the fear of God. We're here to hold one another up and then children may come. And if they come now, you want to raise them in the way of the Lord. And and to the children, the Bible says, honor your father and mother, which means to give weight to them. It gives respect to them. Value them. You might say, well, Greg, what if I don't respect my mom and dad because they didn't do a great job. Well, let's just talk about the office of a parent. It's very easy to critique a parent until you become a parent. And a lot of the things you said critically of your mom or dad, you'll realize in many ways they were doing their job right. But honestly, there are times when moms and dads blow it. Fathers abandon their children or they're harsh or austere. Mothers abandon their children. Uh, Sometimes they don't have time for their kids or they're mean or or there's other issues involved, even abusive. And so you say, I can't honor them. Well, first of all, just out of respect. Like you should honor the president or an elected official, be they a mayor, governor, or whatever it is, because that's an office God has placed a person in. So there's a respect that goes with the office of parent but sometimes honestly we need to forgive our parents. Because some of us have never done that and it affects us into our adult life. One expert said, quote, the psychological truth is that holding on to our past resentments towards parents robs us of our current peace of mind and our ability to experience satisfaction in the here and now relationships and quote. Honor them even when they say the thing you hate parents saying which is, I told you so. <laughs> Mom, can I, can I go out and do this and so with my friends? No. And why not? Because I said so. Come on. No, you can't go because I said so. Oh, I want to go. Everybody's doing it. And they'll say, you'll understand one day, right? And then you become a parent and you go, hmm, now I think I understand. But it's hard to be a parent and we need God's help. Our kids to us are a gift from the Lord. Actually in Psalm 127 verse three it says, children are a heritage from the Lord, a reward from Him. That could better be translated a gift. Listen, our kids are not ours to mold but to unfold. They're not ours to keep but to nurture. So do everything you can to raise your child in the way of the Lord.
0: Pastor Greg Laurie on a new beginning with practical insights today on issues surrounding the Christian family. The message title, The Family Matters, part one. Well, next time, Pastor Greg offers some more practical insight on God's plan for harmony in the home based on our study of the Ten Commandments. Hope you can join us then for a new beginning. copy of today's full message get in touch with vision christian store it was called the family matters just go to visionstore.org.au or call one 800 0 station sponsor thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from vision christian media to find out more
1: about us go to vision.org.au